What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. I hope you had an enjoyable holiday. We are just coming off of the 4th of July, and it is Tune In Tuesday. Tune In Tuesday. If you are new to the podcast, this is a great opportunity to subscribe. You actually get a free gift when you subscribe, comment, and share the podcast. So if you do that, make sure that you also then go to julianapage.com slash podcast, or you can just navigate to the podcast page, and there is a way to complete information on that page that will allow you to get a free gift from me. So go ahead and do that. The other thing, if you are new, there is a phenomenal space that is off of social media, can I get an amen, and it is called Courage Co. This is a passion project that has developed for a minute now, but there is a mastermind community here. There is a monthly masterclass that happens, and there's also free challenges. So essentially, there's courses, there's coursework, there is all the things to help you develop personally, to grow in spiritual maturity and leadership, and also to build community with like-minded people. So if you have not stumbled upon Courage Co. This is your opportunity to get plugged in there. You can absolutely register for free, for free, and that's how you can experience free challenges that we do and learn about prayer calls that happen bi-monthly and other things that we're up to. That is the best way to stay in the know. So go check out Courage Co. You can find it on my website at julianapage.com under the Work With Me tab. So today, I am going to share with you about living in breakthrough. Living in breakthrough. This, to me, is a fascinating concept. It's one that we probably, I would venture to say, we don't actually pause and ask ourselves, am I living in breakthrough? Or when was the last time that I experienced a breakthrough? Have I kept a record of any of my breakthroughs? It's an interesting thing to think about. Now, I think it is helpful to get your your wheels spinning a bit here about what breakthrough actually is, okay? So the way the dictionary defines breakthrough is that it is a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. How cool is that? A sudden, I mean, you didn't see it coming, Dramatic, definitely has your attention, (laughs) an important discovery or development, okay? There is 
you may have heard of a quote that says, a miracle is just a shift in perception. So sometimes a breakthrough could be as simple as that, a shift in your perception or the way that you had always seen things. Now you have a new belief, you have a new thought, you have a new idea, you have a new strategy. That could be a breakthrough. It isn't always a big dramatic shift, okay? But it could be a major shift that changes everything in your life, okay? So a breakthrough is something that changes the course of your life going forward and ensures that things will never be the same for you again, okay? That's why I love the scripture that talks about how God perfects all things concerning us, right? So let me give you the full scripture here. You might know it, but I think you need the full context, okay? It's actually Psalm 138.8, if you need the address. But it says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Uh, let's see. Psalm 138, just in general, is a good one to go look at. Psalm 138, 1 through 8. Essentially, the idea, the truth, the promise that God will perfect that which concerns you. Okay? He's working. Romans 8, 28. There we go. All the 8s are coming to me. <laughs> Romans 8, 28 also talks about God working all things for our good, right? He has a perfect plan for our lives and he is perfecting that for us, okay? So another one to take a look at there. Now, so if a breakthrough is a change, if it's a shift in perception, if it is a sudden dramatic discovery. This is why personal development and spiritual development are so important, or even just having a quiet time practice or a way that you are staying in constant contact with God throughout the day. This allows you to stay on to God, to track with God, right? To pay attention to what he is, he is bringing your bringing to your attention or how he is moving in your life, okay? So, breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Sometimes it's helpful, too, to know some of the synonyms. So here are a couple just to, again, help you recognize, oh my gosh, like I could be living in a lifestyle of breakthrough. Literally, I could be living in breakthrough as my lifestyle. I can constantly be growing, constantly be evolving, constantly moving from strength to strength and from glory to glory. So some synonyms are a boost. That's a fun one. Development, discovery, finding, gain, improvement, or leap. Okay? Can you understand why this is so important to be living in breakthrough? I sure hope so. Okay, so I want to just provide three keys to 
living in breakthrough. Now, I won't say that these are the only keys or that this is just a comprehensive list, but these are definitely significant keys that keep it simple so that you can actually practice and pursue a life of breakthrough. Like that literally can be your lifestyle. That is what you can expect, okay? So to prepare you for that, there's a scripture that I have grown to love. It's actually Luke 2.52, and it talks about Jesus. And it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Okay. So as we follow Jesus's growth pattern here, we'll find that the elements work together perfectly and we'll become more like him. Okay. So we can follow after the example of Jesus here, and we can also expect to grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, right? We don't just need favor with God, right? We need favor with man. We need favor in different work environments that we're sent to. We need favor to increase and grow in business. We need wisdom for sure to do that. We need favor to to lead and to guide family structures. We need favor, <laughs> right? So that is such such a powerful scripture. So it lets us know that we can constantly advance, we can constantly grow in favor, and we can also expect it, which I find really interesting as well, okay? So another way that this is said is you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man, right? And you can turn this into a prayer. Thank you, God, that like Jesus, I find favor and good success in your sight and in the sight of man, right? And you can literally self-soothe or speak that over your soul, speak life over you, right? There's also a scripture that says, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. How powerful is that, right? The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So you can expect favor is what I want to highlight here. So the the scriptures say you can ask for wisdom when you don't have it and the Lord giveth liberally. He will pour out wisdom for you. You can thank God for favor in different circumstances, in different situations. You can thank God for that, right? And you can expect favor not just from God, but in the sight of man as well. And so I just want to challenge you before I give you these three keys here. Are you walking favor-minded? Are you expecting favor from the Lord? Are you walking boldly and confidently in the righteousness of Christ that you've been given, right? All of these things affect you experiencing breakthrough in your life. Okay, so I did just want to preface that. Expect divine favor. Give thanks to God for it and walk in that favor because it will radically shift how you show up, okay? So the first, I gave you a little bit of a teaser here, but the first key to living a lifestyle of breakthrough is a strategy, is a strategy. You need a great strategy. And the cool thing is, is you only need one. <laughs> and the neat thing too, is that that could be a word from the Lord. Okay. A word from the Lord, even a prophetic word is a strategy. Reading the word of God, 
there's, it's full of strategies, right? You need one word as your strategy, okay? So often, too, I, I will have overarching themes or strategies for the year, okay? So for, for different years, these would be given to me, like for one year, when I was not close to the Lord at all, I didn't even know how to have a relationship with God, the most interesting word that I got was abide, abide. That is your strategy for this entire year. When in doubt, abide. <laughs> when in chaos or confusion of any kind, abide. When trying to make a decision, abide. <laughs> when tempted to lean on your own understanding, abide, right? How would I grow in my abiding in Christ if I didn't make that an actual strategy. That was my strategy to grow in relationship with God and to grow in my intimacy and grow in my connection with God, okay? Then, for example, another strategy was joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength, right? When you get a word like joy, you typically expect that it's going to be a good thing. But my strategy for an entire another year was joy, was joy. Keep your spirit in a state of upliftment. Practice doing that, especially when it's hardest, when it's most difficult, when it's most challenging, when it's super hard. Activate joy. That was teaching me to recognize and to feel my feelings, but not to let them dominate me and choose what I was going to activate or choose what I was going to focus on. Now, I will tell you that was not easy, but again, because it was my strategy and because I needed to grow in my strength, I chose joy. I chose joy. So it could be a strategy, it could be as simple as a word for the year. It could be literally a scripture verse that is your strategy for whatever situation you're encountering. Literally, you can look at the Bible like medicine and different scriptures like doses of a prescription for a situation, for a relationship, for a business, for a job, for a difficult person, right? And you can go and find the prescription and take the dose that you need. And take it as, as often, as many times a day as it prescribes <laughs> and for a set time period until you get your breakthrough, right? So that's an example of a strategy at play here. So faith and deciding to walk in faith is a strategy, okay? Hiring a coach or an expert or a mentor in an area where you want or need breakthrough and you've witnessed that they have it already. That is a strategy too, right? Because the, the anointing that you honor is also the anointing that you can receive, okay? So your strategies, 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 strategies. I personally live for strategies, I find that they are so helpful, right, in making things that seem so complex or overwhelming very simple, okay? And these strategies can, can almost seem like shortcuts, okay? You can get more done in less time. You can move at the speed of grace, for example, and get such a phenomenal outcome that could take other people so much more effort and so much more investment, right? So think about that. The, the key here is you have a strategy that actually informs you closing the gap from your vision and where you are, okay? So from the vision of what God showed you, right? The vision make the, the vision plain, 
right? So that you can run with endurance after that sucker. So between where your vision is and where you are, there's a gap, right? And to actually close that, you need strategies that are effective, okay? And God is a God who can give you a strategy one day and change it the next. So you have to be, so for example, a strategy would be to remain in contact with God, develop your capacity to hear from and be led by God so that you can pivot whenever he gives you a new strategy, okay? So we're really often only as strong as our strategy. Honestly, if you have vision, but you have no way of executing it, that vision is not happening, okay? And there's no way to track it. There's no way to grow and scale that vision, all right? And even the the slightest distinction in a strategy can create breakthrough in an instant, okay? It's what makes things happen. Strategies are tools and ways to make visions happen, to bring them to life, okay? And implementing and taking action on these strategies is where it's at. All right, now number two, the next key that you need is a, what is the best way to say this? Is, is, prophecy. Honestly, it is your story that you're telling. You need a compelling, empowering story, but it needs to be backed on truth, right? Like you just don't want to say pleasant things that aren't rooted and grounded in the truth because it's God's word that doesn't return void. And this is huge because we all have stories and we all have these narratives in our mind and these things that we are telling ourselves about why we can or can't do something, why it's going to work, why it's not going to work, why this is a good time, why it's not a good time. And whether we believe we can or we can't, right, we're usually right because our expectation controls our focus perceptions and the way that we feel and act, okay? So when a person succeeds, it's because they have the right strategy and usually they found it because they have a story that it was possible or that they could make it happen, right? With God, all things are possible and the strategy is here. If I haven't found it yet, I know it's coming, right? So your story that you're telling yourself, it may be true, right? You may have been through trauma or a horrific experience of some kind, but that's not the reason why you can't live a lifestyle of breakthrough, why you can't get the breakthrough, why you can't have the breakthrough that you want, okay? So for example, somebody might have had a bad breakup five years ago, right? But that's not the reason they haven't found the passionate, loving relationship they deserve, right? The disempowering story of I'm not worthy or I don't deserve the relationship is why they don't have the loving relationship that they deserve, okay? Because a disempowering story is one of the things that controls people and keeps them stuck, literally, in their beliefs. Keeps them stuck. And most people tell a story in a selective way. Kind of like we have selective listening and we can choose (laughs) what we listen to from what other people are saying and what we choose to ignore. We are like this with our own stories too. We get to select different parts that we keep active, strangely enough. That's why if you have a story of unforgiveness and how, how you've been wronged and how what this person has done is completely unforgivable, right? 
you are completely eliminating any other option. That's why unforgiveness is so limiting. So most people tell a story in a selective way so they don't have to ever maximize their effort toward a strategy because ultimately they're afraid they'll fail. They're afraid of another failed relationship. They're afraid of another business failure. They're afraid to fail as a parent. They're afraid to fail, okay? But in order to get out of a story, right, there's a hunger that happens, okay? You've gotta be hungry and thirsty, right? We go to God when we hunger and when we thirst. And when you have a hunger and a thirst for God, that continues to increase the more you seek him because there's so much that you can pursue in your relationship with God. So if you want breakthrough, you have to change your story. And one of the ways that I have found to change the story, there's many different tools that I use, but one of the best ones is prayer, to be honest with you, and coming to God and asking him to show you what he sees, to, to reveal to you his story his narrative, what's true, right? So for example, if that's identity, God, show me how you see me. Reveal to me who you had in mind when you created me. Who is it that you want me to show up as in this season? Who do I need to be to come out of this victoriously, right? When we ask these questions of God, God answers. And it's very empowering. And God's answer is absolutely what will change your story. And God can give you the boldness, the courage, the faith, the confidence to show up in alignment with what he reveals to you, with who he reveals to you. Okay, so a huge way to change your story is to pray, right? So for example, if you have a narrative of unforgiveness flowing, God, I repent for unforgiveness, and I forgive whoever the person is for X, Y, or Z, or I forgive myself. Help me to forgive. Purify my heart. Renew my mind. I uproot every lie and cast it down now, and I thank you that you help me to flood my mind with truth, that I might speak life, especially when the moments when I need to most, right? You can ask for that help. You can ask for that support and that acknowledgement, that release, that repenting, that turning from telling that story and being willing to be open to God's story or being willing to start speaking life and speaking truth over that area of your life instead of rehearsing an old dead thing, right? This is a breakthrough. It releases breakthrough in your life, okay? So, that narrative is huge. An example too, there was a call that I was on uh, and a woman was sharing at the start of her day how she just felt so overwhelmed. But that was a thought. Can you see this? The narrative that she had in her mind was there's just so much to do. There's so much to do. There's so much to do. There's so much to do, right? So when she's thinking that, as you can imagine, how do you move through your day if that is your thought? Everything, even if it's a simple thing, is going to seem overwhelming. It's going to seem heavy. You might approach it from a hustle or a, I just got to get it done, 
approach where you're not thinking very clearly and creatively, you're not very present, right? And this is all from one belief and one belief turned into a narrative or a story that she was telling herself that was creating her experience, how she was feeling and then how she was speaking and then the behavior that she was taking. So how she was showing up and taking action or not because it was just so overwhelming, right? So there was a bit of just being flustered or confused and stressed out. And as you can imagine, that is creating momentum. That is actually putting energy in motion, okay? Because our thoughts are a vibration. Our emotions are a vibration. You're literally putting energy in motion. You can feel it, right? So just changing her story, Changing her story, changing the narrative that she was telling herself changed her whole day, okay? And so rather than saying that she has too much to do, I have too much to do, I have too much to do, right? I have luxurious amounts of time to get everything done that's a priority today. Oh, yeah, and because I have a luxurious amounts of time, I feel like I can be present. I feel like I can think clearly. I feel like solutions are always coming to me. I feel like there's so much more ease in how I'm approaching my day, right? And then how she navigates through that is from a greater sense of ease, and she actually accomplishes way more than she ever thought she was going to accomplish, all because she changed her story, Huge. And I know that that is a very simple and basic example, but we live our lives like this every day. I'm just so busy. I don't have time. I can't figure this out. And we just tell that to ourselves over and over. And that, as a believer, is prophesying. Okay? You are actually speaking what you want to see or not, if you're not paying attention, over your life. You shall have what you speak. Be it unto you according to your faith, according to the story that you're telling yourself, because that's what you believe, okay? So number two is change your story, okay? So number one, you got to have a strategy to live and break through. It doesn't happen randomly, all right? Number two, you've got to check your story and the story that you're telling yourself and what you are literally prophesying over your life. And number three... You need to manage or monitor your energy. This is huge, and this is why I preach God's vibes matter, okay? Again, you can feel a vibration, right? So if there is music playing, you can feel the beats. If we just came off the 4th of July, you could feel (laughs) those booms of the firework. Like, you could feel it, okay? Like, I was sitting... In, in a trunk and I could still feel it from the ground. Like I could feel it and hear it, okay? But you could feel it. So your thought is literally a wavelength. Your emotions are a wavelength. And some have a higher, faster frequency, okay, than others. And some actually are very productive and help us move forward. And some are heavy and weigh us down or hold us back, okay? So beliefs can be positive, productive, forward-moving, or they could be limiting and destructive, okay? And from our beliefs, we start to feel things because of what we assign, the meaning we assign to things, we start to feel some kind of way. And because we assign a thought or a meaning to something, that feeling, again, could either be productive, 
and creates energy that builds momentum and gives us a greater ease in moving forward, or it could really weigh us down and hold us back. Okay, so simple example of this is picture somebody that is stressed out, overwhelmed, tired, exhausted, sick. What kind of energy are they moving in? Like zero, right? Somebody that is joyful, expectant, full of faith, courageous, right? They've got some energy to work with to help them create <laughs> and partner with God to create the outcome, right? To co-labor with God to bring forth heavenly solutions to earthly problems and earthly challenges, right? So your energy is something that you can manage. It is something that you can activate. It is something that you can train. It is something that you can cultivate. It is something that will change your life if you really start to practice this. You might hear a lot about this as emotional intelligence, for example. That might be one of the things that you've heard about. You might hear about mindset or belief work, mental health, but you don't always hear about your energy. And your energy, again, is what helps you build momentum in your life. And moving at the rhythm, the speed, the cadence of grace is very different than trying to hustle or force or live in a lot of pressure, okay? So think about it. You can train your mind to think certain things. So that's one of the reasons that we are feeding on the word of God so that we're telling our mind what to think and what to believe. And we're reinforcing that every day. Without that reinforcement, what's true for you will change, right? Or with our emotions, just because we feel something doesn't mean that we have to give it a ton of airtime. Or just because a situation is happening that we're uncomfortable with, that doesn't mean that we just have to give control over to the situation and give our power away. We actually can choose how we are going to respond and what we are going to cultivate. So a great example of this is using the fruit of the spirit to really assess what God is growing and developing in you. How is he helping you cultivate your energy? So for example, one of the fruits of the spirit is long suffering. Okay, so if you are in a season where waiting on God is really hard or you feel like timing is off, like you should have arrived somewhere and you're not there yet, long suffering might be what you're developing. Will you still trust God? Will you still develop your relationship with God? Will you still build up your faith? Will you still serve? Will you still be a good steward when things aren't going your way way longer than you anticipated? Right? Because you can't develop long suffering without suffering for a while. Right? Same thing with patience. You can't grow in patience unless you're actually in times, seasons, challenges that very much challenge you. (laughs) You don't want to be patient. That's the last thing you want to do, but you actually can activate it. It is in you and you can activate it. Otherwise, it just lies dormant. You can have all of these gifts and abilities, but if you don't use them, they're there, but they atrophy. For example, if it's a muscle and you're not using it, it atrophies. It doesn't develop. 
Okay, so we have so many promises, we have so many gifts, we have so many talents, we have so many emotions that we can activate every day. Okay, so the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. We can activate those and live in that every day. That can become a home base for us. We can live out of that. But that is not something that you do unconsciously. That is something that you cultivate. That is something that you train. And absolutely, it will create way more energy for you to work with. So yes, some people you could say, oh, well, they just have a personality like that. They just show up like sunshine everywhere they go. They're just always joyful. I would challenge that, right? And put that on you. Put that on you. What are you practicing? What energy are you putting into motion? What are you cultivating? Because you do have control over that. Okay? You do have control over that. And it is very important to start managing your energy, to start managing the thoughts that are going on in your mind, to start renewing your mind. That's how you manage your mind. You renew it. You actually cast down thoughts that are exalting themselves above the truth. Or if you don't like how you're feeling, you can decide what you're going to focus on and what you're going to give attention to because focus, where energy flows, where focus goes, energy flows, right? So it gets bigger. Wherever you are focusing, it gets bigger. So you're focusing on how that person is never going to change. Guess what? They're going to have more reasons not to change. and You're just going to notice how they're not even more. But on the flip side, if you're focusing on how that person is making changes, you're you're raising the expectation of how they can show up and they usually rise to the level of your expectation. Huge for leaders, right? Or you can decide the attitude that you're going to bring into your workplace. Are you going to have a joyful countenance? Are you going to be friendly and kind? Right? You get to decide, are you going to be creative? Are you going to influence an environment and bring something different to it? Or are you just going to try to control right, or manipulate or get outcomes that help you get ahead? Right? You can decide how you're going to show up. So three strategies, three keys to live in a lifestyle of breakthrough. Number one, you need a strategy. You need a strategy. A great prayer, God, what is the strategy for this month, for this day, for this hour? <laughs> Number two, you need to check your story. Checking your story is a great way to see where you're getting in your own way and get better at number three, managing your energy, controlling what you're letting yourself be exposed to. What are you you viewing? What are you watching? What's coming through your eye gate? What are you listening to? What are you speaking? Okay? What you are thinking really has a lot to do with what you're exposing yourself to and what you're surrounding yourself with. Okay? That's why you've heard you become like the five people you surround yourself with. So it's very important to pay attention to what you are observing, what you are studying, and getting really good at every day. Also, what you are feeling, you actually can train yourself to feel different emotions. And if you're somebody that's cut off emotion, it's really important to start doing this work so you can deepen your relationships with people. Okay? And then you also can speak life and prophesy your future. You don't have to just allow things to be what they are. You actually can change outcomes. You can turn them around. You can release 
heavenly solutions to earthly problems, but you've got to speak and declare truth. You've got to speak back to mountains. You don't just have to sit and take things. You actually can fight spiritually. So these are three keys, three ways that you can walk out a lifestyle of breakthrough every single day, one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. And a great way to take this further is to actually work with a coach. Working with a coach is one of the best things that you can do for your mental health, for your emotional health, for your spiritual health, for sure. And actually prioritizing you on your schedule and doing this work. Having a space to do this work, especially if you're not creating that for yourself, will (laughs) probably be a breakthrough among breakthroughs in your life. So I recommend working with a coach. If you do want to explore what working together would look like, you can visit julianapage.com under the work with me tab. I do have few spots open for free discovery calls currently. So if you do want to get on the calendar for that, go to julianapage.com under the work with me tab and get signed up. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed.